This is the city. The city of Absalom. The city at the center of the world. Absalom is celebrating the Radiant Festival, a three-month festival of epic proportions held once every hundred years. The celebration attracts all types. Tourists, performers, merchants, inventors, as well as unsavory types, petty thieves, gangs, cults, and criminal enterprises. That's where we come in. We protect and serve. We are the agents of Edgewatch. All right, let's go patrol. Let's go meet these citizens. Actually, it's a lot of tourists, so right. Chris Beamer is playing Lomang, an orc tiefling monk of the crane style. Many, many, many tourists. You are walking around your beat. You're checking out the city streets. You're seeing the festival starting to go underway. Obviously, there is a cavalcade of people from every walks of life. And even though Lomang is quite unusual, you see other creatures even more unusual than Lomang. Everyone I like that. from around the world has come to this festival. And Lomang, for the first time in maybe a very long time, doesn't feel like he stands out that much. Yes, I, I, that, is, that is comforting. Because most of the time I get a lot of stares. You still get the stares, but I think it's more of the stare of admiration than of intimidation. They're more like impressed by your statue and also the big badge that you're wearing. Yes, I like that. So as you are walking down the various streets, you see uh, in the distance a smoke and profanities rising up from a cluster of food stalls near a small park overlooking Absalon Harbor. The commotion centers around two particularly decrepit booths positioned across from each other, each little more than piles of haphazardly nailed boards, their peripheries scorched and smoldering. Suddenly a clay pot flies across an intervening space, smashing against one of those scorched stalls and splattering flaming oil across several others. You can tell there appears to be, well, a little bit of a fight going on between two stall owners. What do you do? Oh, no. John Statz is playing Cadet Dougie McDougal, a human something. Stop in the name of the law. Seth Lipton is playing Gomez, a goblin elementalist sorcerer. Yeah. Stop that criminal act. I charge in to yeah, wherever yeah, that yeah. is. I charge wherever right, that is. Too. So sure enough, you quickly run over and you see two goblins that seem to be in a bit of a tussle. And you can tell that they seem to have, well, goblin food stands right next to each other. And they seem to be in a fair amount of disarray as they seem to be trying to sabotage each other's food stand. What do you do? I, I say stop in the name of the law in Goblin. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Stop that tussling, you two. Being all, being all, being all intimidating. Like <laughs> they look up. At, it's interesting. They look up at you and they, 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 uh, they, they say, "Well, uh, uh, officer, officer, uh, th th this one over here, he's in my space. 
No, no, he's in my space. No, he's in my space. No, he's in my space. I was here first. I was here first. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. No, no, I am here first. All right, we'll separate those two. We'll get statements for me, so we'll sort this out. Like I'm saying this to my comrades. Yeah, all right, let's let's get right, them right, break them up. Them up. Separate, right, yeah, right, break right, them up right. and uh, get their statements. And then uh, they they they're trying to uh, they're they're fighting you. They're like, no, no, no! You don't understand. You don't understand. This is the only good place where we can put sell goblin wares. There's not enough demand for goblin food. This is it. This is the only one. Yeah, this is it. This is the best place for goblin food. I was here first. He should move. Now he should move. Well, you're both gonna shut up and you're gonna and you're gonna calm down right now, or else I'm closing. We're closing both these stands, and you can spend the rest of the festival instead of making money in jail. So, so quiet down now. We're gonna take each one of your statements. We're gonna sort this out. You over here. You over there. And I think I see at least three or four health violations. <laughs> uh, with what, that, what, 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 what with kind that, of meat is what kind of meat is that? Actually, with that, you actually hear a bit of a warning in your head from the lawbreaker badge, realizing you're actually talking about something you don't know anything about, and you should be careful that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't don't make up charges. Yeah, don't make up charges. You actually hear a warning from the badge in your head saying, "And eh, that's not really true. This is outside so we don't enforce." Uh, so you're saying that they don't have health violations? <laughs> well, I'm, no, saying, yeah, I'm saying that. What you consider a health violation might be gourmet cuisine to a goblin. Yeah, there's there's no there's no breaking the the rear car light with your nightstick and then saying mm-hmm. it signals out. There's yeah, none, none of that. Being, none you're, of that. you're not a health inspector, so only report what you can see. <laughs> yeah, in fact, your badge isn't telling you that. Gomez is telling you that. <laughs> Do they have any sort of like paperwork that says whose spot it's supposed to be? Like their equivalent of like permits or something? Jason McDonald is playing Basil Blackfeather, a Tengu empiricist investigator. Well, do they, do they actually split up? Like, does this goblin over here actually go where Doogie is, and the other goblin is where Low Mag is, or are they, or are they, or, or do we have to wrestle them a little bit? Uh, you have to wrestle them a little bit, but um, they they are definitely trying to fight you. And being a goblin yourself, Gomez, you know they are actually secretly really enjoying this because this oh, is actually a lot of fun for goblins. Yeah. So they they they're they're kind of uh, almost fighting for fun. And right. to be honest, there's a large crowd watching them, so maybe just maybe this is actually a good way to get some uh, get some business. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So. That's really funny. I, w- I wonder if, if like if it's like a, like a society check in Goblin, uh, I g- if I give them three Stooges action, <laughs> like the, does that the, like does that work into their society? <laughs> you know, like if we if we did. Actually, will that totally will. In fact, they they go on to explain. There's Gruka and Pelmo, and you can see the names. There's everything fried. And Pelmo's Pickle Hut. And they've been fighting over who can sell their delicious, dubious delights here. Why don't you two join up and, and work together and sell both? Yeah. How about that? They look at each other like fried food and pickles? No. Terrible. Terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. That is a terrible idea. Yes. What do you know? You know nothing about goblin cuisine. What are you, an orc? You probably yeah. eat dirt and rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so so I, so I did a, like legal knowledge check in my little badge. They they need they need to be licensed to. They're like, licensed. They need, right? They're they need. Okay, well, are your papers in order? Let's see them. 
No, their papers are totally in order, but the okay, well, doesn't then, actually then... tell people where they can set up, just that they can, you know, sell their their wares at the festival. Sort of like uh, ice cream vendors in the suburbs, you know. It's sort of like, yeah, whoever gets there first gets to sell the ice cream, you know. So, yeah, and like Jersey City, there are fights over this, like this exact thing. Like it is because yeah. you get like a block that you can you can have your truck on, and some of these trucks they just stay there twenty four seven, like they never move, and so like the other people don't get the good spots, and they do fight over it a lot. I mean, is there a chance that this could be like Little India where? one augments the sales of the other i mean it's convenient for their customers to only be four yards away from the other type of goblin fair i mean exactly. it doesn't make any That's sense at all saying. that these guys want to be at different areas at the uh, so in his own way dougie is going to explain that uh using um diplomacy okay that's a good idea I will roll that for you. That's going to be a good idea with a real bad diplomacy roll. That's it. Your <laughs> roll is not great. And they look at Dougie and say, you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Yeah, you, you don't know a thing about goblin cuisine. And, and while this is all going on, Basil's sort of in the back. And Basil noticed something. Uh, Basil notices that um, uh, one of the booths is uh, on fire. And <laughs> like uh, while this is all going on, uh, one of the booths looks like it's on fire, and it looks like some of the cooking oil is about to explode. What do you do? One of their booths, <laughs> fire! <laughs> when I point to the fire, can you do it? Can you do anything about it? Yeah, you look at it, and you're like, it looks like wooden barrels marked with an oil drop symbol are about to get caught on fire and probably explode. Can I go you to the barrels and move them? can probably... Yes, you can try to do a survival check to see if you or someone else who has survival... I have survival. <laughs> I just took survival. I can do I that. I will do that. Very carefully put out the oil fire that's about to explode before it goes off. Who wishes to try to do this? Do you roll that or would I? First you of all? do that. I don't need to roll it because you'll. we will all get to see your, your success or failure. Both Basil and well, Basil, are you trained in survival? I, I, I also I, have, I have survival. survival. Can so I also I'm do that? Do no, I'm going to say Basil Just first because Basil okay. noticed it. So Basil gets to go first. So when I asked you guys all if you had survival, <laughs> they all do. Yeah. And it's useful. You just ignored me, huh? No, it's useful. Let's see. Basil, 20! Guess what? Yes. Little Mang runs over. Dougie runs over. Not needed. Not needed. Low Mang, six. Good thing Low Mang didn't do it because Low Mang is about to like put it out by accidentally dropping a barrel into the fire and have it explode. But oh, no. Basil quickly grabs it and pulls all the all the barrels out and smothers the flames without rupturing the barrels and having the flames go out, even though it was an oil grease fire. So, whew, good Chris, job. That would have been really, really bad. Didn't I tell you that uh, modules or adventures will often work survival in as a one-off mechanic for... Uh, they checks. will. Yeah, so there it is. Well, I'm not taking survival. Can I ask an out-of-character yeah, out question? Was that such a random thing, or was that my actual like investigator passive thing going off? That was an actual investigator passive thing. You rolled higher than everyone. You saw it. 
And if it exploded, it would have done 3d6 plus 8 fire damage to everything within 20 foot radius. Wow. Damn. <laughs> yes. Nice. Good job. Yeah, the investigator, one of the one of the nice class features is you kind of have this like kind of active sonar thing going on where you get like a free like a the DM rolls for you, but you get like a chance to notice I things. Like, that. like danger sense. Yes. Spider yeah. sense. Spider, spider you get spider sense basically. So after you put out the fire, Gomez knows from his legal sense that this is violation of many, many right. health and structural codes because it's one thing to have a fight, but it's another thing to have barrels right. of flammable oil over an open flame right. that could explode and hurt or kill people. Right. Okay. And think of the children. Whole... All, right. All right, so this is what I want to do. I want a good. I want to. I want to self good cop bad cop them. The bad cop angle is I want to threaten both of them. I want to threaten one with uh, everything you just said about the the safety violations. I want to threaten the other because he's the one that started the fire uh, with arson. And uh, I, I'm going to say, so, but this is what, but we, but we are good guys. And then I'm going to be good cop. And I'm going to say, but we're not going to, we're not going to shut you down. We're not going to take you in if you're willing to play nice. And uh, all we're going to do, we're going to let you off with a, with a light fine. And uh, this is what we're going to do. Uh, you're going to, you're going to swap the places, you know, first week, week on, week off, week on, week off. First week, it's going to, it's going to be uh, you. The second week, it's going to be you. And you're going to trade back and forth and you're going to play nice. And you're not going to get into any more fights because if we come down here again, we're going to shut you both down. They, they, they don't look too happy, but after seeing that they almost both lost their stalls, they, they look at you and they're like, ah. Oh. Not, not to mention their lives. Like this could have killed them. Yeah, yeah. Or us. Yeah, they're goblins. They like fire. I know. So they, I know. You know. I know. <laughs> they do. They do like they, they, this is, they, like this was like they were almost having fun with this, but it kind of got a little out of hand, and they're starting to realize that yeah, they might have gone a little too far with this. They're like fine, and uh, they do a traditional goblin uh, shake which is biting each other's hands. They sort of shake and then bite and like with their teeth, which is how goblins seal deals. And they agree to take one week on, one week off of this area. And that you are informed that the fine for almost, oh, killing. <laughs> There's a lot of people looking. This could have like killed people. Right. Hey, heck, right. this could have killed you. Right. Yeah. It, was, it was really right. a big explosion. This easily could have killed one of you. Uh, and it is uh, 21 gold pieces. Oh, there we go. I'm, I like this job. Uh, great. Is that to each of us or from each of no, them? From each of us. Okay. So this each is more them. than my lost, long lost cousin made in the Pathfinder Society. That's 42, for sure. <laughs> 42 gold pieces to us. Yes. So 42 gold pieces and fines. They pay it. They're also given all the outline of what they need to do to fix up their booths. And they also signed that they're going to take turns and being in this place once a week. And it looks like everything is on the up and up. And, and, and I, and I like I being a goblin and also having uh, dangerous teeth, I, I am also going to uh, uh, do that same gob goblin handshake bite of deal on this deal with them. <laughs> Got it. I look at, I look at cool. you askance a little like now. It's a goblin thing you wouldn't understand. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's many it's tiefling things that you would not understand. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And, and, actually, and actually, I want to do something else, too. My share of whatever that fine is, 
I'm like I I give it back to both of them, uh, and I'm I'm gonna take it out in store credit. I get I get free food from both of you for the rest of the for the rest of the festival. Oh, nice! Yeah, you get cool. good goblin fare. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You got um well fried pickles and more fried pickles. Delicious. And they're actually you you actually uh, take a small you know sample yeah. and. Uh, the food's actually quite yeah. good, and and actually the thing is, Gomez knows this is actually legitimate because there's not that many goblins around, and although non-goblins will eat fried pickles and other materials that they're selling, this is really designed for goblins. And well, goblin it's fans. also a so, authentic. It's goblin. a southern thing too, <laughs> and, and, I also, and I also don't want to like. I also don't want to, like personally as a, like just as a goblin support my support my people's type of thing i uh, like uh, uh, like i don't want to hit them too bad financially for for basically normal goblin stuff that nearly blew up both their places and killed everyone so yes so so good job stopping. gomez is known for eating things that a billy goat will upchuck <laughs> so you're walking around feeling pretty good after you know averting disaster <laughs> from the goblins when suddenly screams erupt from an evacuation project on a nearby street. You see workers fleeing, scattering their shovels and pickaxes as four skeletons in rusted armor clamor up from a hole in the pavement. Oh no, they unleashed. Roll for combat. They dug too deep. That's an excavation, right? Disengage, disengage safety protocols. Dougie, you're up first. Okay, so he's going to do what he does best. He's going to charge into combat and punch one of these skeletons with his hand. All right, and he is going to attack the one to the right of him. Okay, that is number one. 19. You hit number one, doing five points of damage. And he's going to attack again. Uh, explodes <laughs> in a shower of bones and viscera everywhere. Boom! There goes skeleton number one. Uh, all right, he'll attack skeleton number two. Sixteen, doing seven points of damage. <laughs> he too explodes and <laughs> just boom, boom. Are you a monk? Uh, do any uh? Do any of you have? Do any of these guys have weapons on them? Uh, do these guards have these these skeletons have weapons on them? Uh, yeah, in fact they do, but they're incredibly rusty. Okay, and clubs basically clubs. Totally, okay. they're pretty much useless. Uh, Basil is up. All right, Basil, you see, you see his eyes spark with a little bit of electricity. And he casts Electric Arc as a ancestral ability because as ancestral ability storm nice. lash. Oh no! Yeah. And I presume that's going to be on skeletons two and four. I'm going to hit the two remaining skeletons if possible. Reflex save of fourteen. Ooh, one of them makes a reflex save of twenty-five, so it goes right through him and doesn't do any damage whatsoever. And now number four. They should be immune. I'm looking up skeleton guards. Are they immune to electricity? They usually are. Well, the one thing is it definitely just completely went through skeleton number two. 
Skeleton number four. It looks like it was hit, but it didn't do any damage to skeleton number four. Ew. All right, well, with action number three, uh, Basil kind of pulls the cloak off of his shoulder and wraps it around his arm as he has a dueling cape, which can be used as nice. a quasi-shield. Nice! nice. Lumang is up. Right. You just saw a Dougie, who you probably didn't think was the sharpest tack, walk up and just destroy two of these skeletons. <laughs> what are you going to do? It's the power start? of the badge. I am going to assume the crane stance, and then I'm going to move. Okay, one action for crane, two action to move. And Next to skeleton guard number right, four. Fury of blows. And then two attacks with Fury of Blows. First attack. Oh, sorry. You roll a 15. Sorry. That, good sir, is a miss. <laughs> okay. Another attack. Mediocre. I'll, I'll put in the minus four. Wah, wah. A five. Critical miss. <laughs> so you, you, you are like, go, ha, I will show Dougie. Swish. Skeleton guard number four, who's standing right in front of Lomang, just decides to. Oh, my AC went up by one, too. There you see, went up. Uh, just decides to uh, attack you. Gomez, you have to save Lomang. He's in trouble. Save me. Yep, Lomang might be in trouble. Here comes the scimitar attack. A big, rusty, horrific scimitar is coming right at you. Oh no! Critical hit! Roll to twenty-six. Ten points of damage. A natural twenty. That's a natural twenty. Different character, same result. Second attack. Uh, that is minus five. So that is a 19. Does a 19 hit yes. you? Yes, it does. Four points of damage. And then final sweep of the scimitar at a minus 10. A seven. Okay, seven will miss. Um, actually, it's forceful, so it actually gets one more point of damage because I believe that's how that works with forceful is that... Yes, it builds more damage with momentum. So um, you actually get more dangerous with each attack. So you actually take another one point of damage. Lomang is nearly dead. And next comes the second skeleton. Skeleton number two. He walks over to Dougie. Stepping on top of his buddy. And then Scimitar is Dougie. 13. Oh, that's a miss. That's a miss. Miss. And then Scimitar's once more. Does a three hit that? That is a miss. <laughs> minus. Oh, that's with the minus. Uh, Gomez is up. Wow. Uh, Dougie's pretty impressive. Uh, he's killed two. Easily dodged their attacks. Um, All right. Let's see. Let's see if yeah. I let's see if I could if if I could show my my own skill. Uh, I stride it to here. Or actually, I'll stride to here, and then uh, and then one action heal touch range on the skeleton guard attacking Lomang. Okay, so you are walking between Gomez 
and Lomang, right. and you're going to try to touch the skeleton guard. Right. Yes. So that is just a regular... Yeah, you just hit the heal button, Boom. and we'll see what happens. Yep, you automatically That's will not hit. a touch Let's attack? Save. They, 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 touch they attacks do it are very different. It has oh, interesting. Two. They just work. It's just the save. You don't Thank have to God. worry about... Thank God. Doing it's just like, that. that's it's the range. I love range that. Is, no, I love range it. Is touch. I love that. That's great. Ooh, 12. So roll your damage. He fails his fortitude nice. save. That's, it's just a D8, I believe. Just a D8. That's all it is. The power of divine magic. Seven. Positive energy. Boom! He explodes in positive energy goodness. All right. And then, he is gone. And same thing for my last action. Bam. Did you no, kill no, me? One, like if, when, if, that's why I moved up. If it's uh, if it's a ranged touch, it costs one action. Oh, yeah. It's either one to three actions. Right. If it, it's like if, if I use two actions, then it's a range. And if I use three actions, then it's an area of effect. That's why I moved up. Oh, that's cool. Oh, is that um, what type of spell is that for you, though? What, what do you what, like? It's healing positive. What do you mean? It's a level one spell. Oh yeah, I use, it, I use two um... slots. I'm using slots. No, that's what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure. I don't know yeah. if you're how you're. Did you that. kill the wrong uh, one? They fail. They feel no. He killed okay. the wrong one. He fails with a, a nine fortitude save. So give me the damage. Oh, boo! One point of damage. But it was vulnerable to it. Positive energy. Undead. Believe get, it or not. Else? No, ah. they're not. I know it's strange, strange, but they're not. Dougie's up. Finish up. Okay, so the one it, that's alive is next to Lomang, correct? Lomang has a skeleton dripping with his blood. No, that's the one that he killed. <sighs> no, 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 no. Number like... four is right in front oh. of you. It, it, yeah, it's we, gonna we go and it, kill you. Fine. I'm gonna move them up. Oh, look at that. Look at that. What do we got? What do we yeah, got? Flanking. Like That's it. what we got. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let me attack with my fist. Fist of the North Star. Attack skeleton. Plus two for flanking. Oh, plus two for flanking. Look at all that damage. Is that a crit now? No, no, it's. 12 points of damage, including the No, but you get six for your hit and six oh, for your right. cow damage. Right. Cow damage. damage, what is that? Ooh, no well, one knows. You just got to know the, the gaming system to know that. Wow. Yeah, 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 you just got to know the characters you're playing. Oh, you're, like, you're like that new class brawler. <sighs> yes, I am very fancy. The skeletons are all dead? Okay, and I'm, I'm going to use up my last spell slot to heal you, Lomang. Oh, thank you. All right, so I do a two-action heal, so it's a D8 plus 8. Uh, I'm going to add I'll add the D8 as a, as a bonus modifier. Boop. Okay. I'm actually going to pick up one of those rusty swords. <laughs> ten, 10 points back. Thank you. And that's all my spells for today. <laughs> so they're uh, in a, a matter of seconds... Dougie McDougal kills three of them. Gomez kills one, heals the orc, and uh, it was impressive. Very impressive. In fact, you see the workers and other people around give you a round of applause uh, for taking care of these skeletons so quickly and doing such an efficient job. And they start patting on the back, especially Doogie. Doogie, you're just getting high fives. Little kids are coming up to you asking for your autograph. 
they they're really it's the power of the badge it's the power of the badge power of positive thinking and and me being a stickler i do uh, an examination of the work site that they came out of oh to, yes to, to, see, to see it to just just to confirm that this was there this was a completely unforeseen accident not and it not the result of them not following proper procedures not a monster generator that needs to be wiped nope. out yeah <laughs> nope. you can see that uh, their, their, yeah. Weapons, their weapons or armor are too rusty to be worth anything although they were obviously plenty dangerous well they can be used by undead oh. you obviously were using lethal force as you knew these are skeletons you don't have to bring them in for questioning and quite frankly non-lethal force might not even work on skeletons yes. we, we are we are know. we are we are livest <laughs> True, yeah. we, we are prejudiced yeah. against the against the unliving they might have been left over from the tar buffon attack yeah. no they're really oh, old they're... and this is this is just some random occurrence like they cracked open they a crypt down there yeah that's all it is they literally just cracked open a crypt the construction site's fine you don't see okay. any violations or any issues nothing to see here everybody can go back about their business everybody can go back you actually know this happens all the time yeah, like this actually yeah. is not uncommon and usually it's things like skeletons giant rats probably yeah, bugs. yeah giant rats bugs it's usually very it's common you don't get is, any... is there is there a uh, is there a poster board on the job site that says like x number of days without undead attack <laughs> yes <laughs> like, sorry you're gonna, you're gonna have to reduce that to zero you're gonna back to one <laughs> x number of days without undead <laughs> x number of days it's just a whole list no carrying of crawlers in a week exactly exactly it's just a whole list of things i say all right gentlemen let's test out the power of this badge and i use it to my lay on hands how many hit points you you you, you Six? Yeah, six. Gain six. Yeah. All right, good. Woo! And you have you armor class plus two for one round. Oh. Is that true? And yeah. the, wound, the round is gone. That's true. So you have completed some of your rounds. You've gone about halfway through your walk, and you've had quite an interesting day so far. I got I to say, it is a lot more fun to, oh, have, to, yes. like, to, like have, to have the adversaries actually have a bit of character and story behind them. Yeah. You know, like it's not like two goblins and we kill them and get treasure. It's two goblins that are having a fight over who is supposed to sell their garbage on this one pl on block. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's better to have a little bit of story. I bet we're gonna have a few quality of life crimes to deal with. Yes. Yeah. I like how it starts out too that it's not just an information dump of okay here's a here you know here's the entire history of this land and here's the people you have to know and here's the thing that it's just it, it's easing us into something and it, it gets us you know running yeah fast so these weapons are not usable by dougie are you looking for a weapon uh maybe but they sell weapons at the commissary uh for people who want to buy their weapons i guess <laughs> And you asked me, Dougie, if you can take any of their weapons. And the answer is that their armor is total garbage. However, they do have four rusted scimitars, which, if anyone wants, can take them. However, they will break whenever you get a critical hit or critical miss. They will snap in two and be worthless. But if uh, Dougie wants one, we're all four. Oh, yeah, that's all right, then. Wait, how many of them are there? 
Four. Four. Does anybody else want them? All Oops. yours. No, not particularly. Right. I, I take them and then I go back to the goblins and I say, "You want to use the you want you you want two of these and you want two of these. You cross them, you put them over your sign, and it'll it'll get you extra customers. It's, it's good advertising." Oh, this is this is great. And you know what? Would, we'll put on the the little ends pickles. Yes. Oh. Pickles. Mmm. Yes, maybe we'll make pickle kebab. Yes, pickle, These guys pickle know their kebab. business. You know what? Pickled fried pickles. How about how about oh, I don't know. Maybe green pickles, orange pickles, yellow pickles. Ooh, they're thinking of all the possibilities, all the pickles they can do. And you you leave with them like talking about pickles. I I'm, I'm excited about all of those possibilities. <laughs> they're, they're just going on and on about all the things that pickles can do. You know, there's a store in New York City called the Pickle Guys that does all that. Literally, they do everything. So good. So, other than that, um, everyone is, you know, very happy that you killed the skeletons, destroyed them, as you don't need to do non-lethal damage to them. And, um, yes, people continue their, you know, enjoyment of the fair. What do you do? All right. I'm looking around for anyone who... Let's see. So these skeletons, uh, where did they come from? They came from underground. My understanding is this entire section of town is the is the is the development project from the movie Poltergeist. All right. So there's not like a big surprise. No, it's it's like it's like all over the place because because this place was previously wrecked okay. by unnatural disasters, and so whenever whenever they do any kind of construction, you just run a percentage chance of uncovering some undead that are going to run up and run up and attack. All right, well, I'm going to do a perception check to see if anybody's doing what they shouldn't be doing. And I'm just going to, you know, make the rounds. Like, I don't know which way my uh, Dougie's going to be walking, but he's going to be uh, just keeping an eye on people. I am absentmindedly enjoying a complimentary pickle. You and the pickles. Okay. I got a whole bag of them. So, Dougie, you do. Let's see. I'll do your check. Do I roll that? I think you roll that, right? Yeah, you're looking around. Things look pretty much on the up and up. Everyone seems to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. No one is uh, being nefarious. Everyone's enjoying the fair. The first day of the Radiant Festival. It's quite crowded. Very busy. Uh, everyone really, you know, between the fact that, you know, the whole city was almost destroyed by Tarbifon a couple of months ago. And that this is the first time... The Radiant Festival has been celebrated in 200 years and that everything here is pretty much new because so much of this area was built just for the festival that they're just having a great, great old time. Uh, I think we should uh, just walk the beat. Yeah. Without, without being too obvious about it, Basil is going to stick close to Lomang <laughs> because he didn't realize there would be so much fighting in the, this early in his, his police career or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good they, idea. They stay next to the big guy. I say hi to random townspeople I happen to recognize on the street. Axon Jackson, how's it going? Nicole, see ya. Northern Dreamer, hey, how's it going? So is it low mang or just low? Or just mang? Low mang. You can call him low for sure. Like Cher, Madonna? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly like Cher, Madonna. Or like Rock. Or call, The Rock. You can call him The Low. The low. So, so Basil. Basil is an investigator. Now, the investigator is brand new. 
well, kind of. The investigator exists in Pathfinder 1, but Pathfinder 2 has all these new things. And you are going to be a complex class because you get so many passive abilities, including what is the one that whenever you go somewhere, you automatically see something out of the... Yeah, well, here's the deal. There, there are basically like three different varieties of investigator. There's a like a coroner investigator who knows a lot about like medicine, and that one's actually more optimized for combat because it also like translates into attack roles and stuff. And there's like more of an alchemist type of of investigator who plays up the kind of alchemy side of the character. But then I took the empiricist build, which and that's basically he's got a lot of like passive radar, passive sonar type stuff. Um, and specifically, he gets a class feat called That's Odd. And what happens is in any sort of new room or situation, you immediately get a chance to notice something out of the ordinary. So, and the GM rolls it, but I mean, the GM decides what that is, but you basically have kind of like a sixth sense type thing and you notice what's weird. In fact, if there's an obvious thing that's weird, they, they give the example of if there's a blood stain on the floor, that's kind of obvious, and, you, and everyone sees that, and you see the second thing. You see the carpet's been moved or something. So, And then that's one thing that I have. And then actually, I also doubled down on the kind of passives by choosing like a trap sense thing, where I actually have the ability to sense traps and get a chance to roll, even if I don't say I'm looking for traps. So... So basically, yeah. So basically, I got uh, weird sixth sense type stuff going on. You're not Spider Man. You're Bird Man. Indeed, <laughs> I am. Spider Monkey, the Night Monkey. Yeah. There's also, I mean, and this is gonna get probably coming to play later. There's also the class feature of like having investigation targets. They're kind of like intellectual smite targets. It's like you you're working on a case and you or trying to find the person who did the, did the murder or whatever. And so if you identify this as one of the leads you're following, you get pluses to any to like any sort of checks or perception checks or knowledge checks to try to track down the target of the lead or whatever. So it's, 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 it's got some interesting tools. I mean, in a straight-up dungeon crawl, it's, not, it's, a, it's a little less than useful, but, I mean, for... For something like this where we're doing police work and possibly investigating mysteries, it seems like it could be really interesting. What do we have? Gomez, you're just a normal goblin. You're an actual goblin, though, not like your last character who was goblin-esque. Looked like a goblin, but wasn't a goblin. I, I am a sorcerer, but forgot, but, and I think I am also of the elemental bloodline, but uh, I'm not some kind of crazy half, like... I don't have a wacky backstory. Instead, like instead, I'm a, uh, a street urchin that became like the like through adventures became a cop. And then we don't have to worry about the other ones because you know we have Dougie who's uh, a monk, and then Lomang who's a monk. And obviously, Dougie's a much better monk than Lomang. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. He, he... Is, is Dougie actually a monk though? Well, if, if, it, if it's a style no man can say, I'm not familiar with that style. Style that you've never seen before. That's all I'm gonna say. I know I'm not familiar. The, with his that. style is walk up to them and punch them. The kapow style. The kapow style. That's right. Kapow. Kung pow style. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Nothing fancy. So you, you kung guys, fu uh, shuffle style. You, you, you're, you're walking around, checking out the sights, 
seeing all the cool exhibits you walk past like kind of a zoo you walk past the you know the carts there's some games carnival type games there's like a stage and uh i want to play ring toss oh they got ring toss there they got all i I play ring toss oh you can't you're on you're on duty you can't play ring toss when you're off duty you can play some ring toss i'm sad and wish i could play ring toss ring toss is a scam though Gomez, quit, Gomez quits the Agents of Edgewatch to go indulge his ring toss career. I can't, I can't help myself. Is that ring toss? I need it. Pickles and ring toss. I much prefer darts. So you go to a new area, and this is the marketplace. And sure enough, in the marketplace, well, it's a marketplace. Lots for sale. This place is awesome. And much like a comic book convention, you can tell a lot of these are temporary stalls. Some are bigger than others, but some are just there for the day, and then they they shut them down or close them down at night. Some are larger that will be open during the day and the night. But you can see that a large part of this area is temporary. So it's not just all full-time businesses and that people are coming in just for the fair. So... You're walking around for about an hour or so, chatting with each other, taking in the sights. Nothing's really caught your eye. Suddenly, you hear a high-pitched shout and the sound of breaking glass emerging from a narrow wooden building painted with mystic runes. A woman in a floppy, wide-brim hat stands outside the door, arms crossed and tapping her foot impatiently and snaps at you all. Finally! Took you long enough? She seems to be addressing you, the guards. What do you do? Uh, we'll go over to her. Uh, which, which, which is this woman? I believe this is worthy of a what's all this then. Yeah, what's the commotion here? What's going on? <laughs> what's all this then? What's all this then? She looks at you and says, Oh... I was uh, about to give up on you. I thought they installed a new city guard to take care of the riffraff in this uh, festival. Uh, But I guess better late than never. But it seems like a young bloke has entered into my store and has barricaded himself in there. And he seems to be breaking things. I don't know exactly what's going on, but if you can take care of this, uh, don't hurt him. But uh, I, I'm losing business because obviously he's barricaded himself in. I can't get in and well, he's breaking my supplies, please. Do you know this person's name? I have never seen the hooligan before in my life. What kind of right. store is it? Why, it's a magic store. Oh, we'll definitely do that. Where's the door? I, that's another thing I don't see on the map. Uh, it's a big black square for me. The door? Right here. Is there more than one entrance, or is there just the one entrance? She says, yes. Right in front of Dougie, to the east, there's a window. And right in front of her, there's a door to the east. Oh, okay. All right, well, man, you're probably... Uh, our best man to follow me in. So you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. You guys ready? Yeah, do you need I, got to, my, I got my crossbow ready. Do you need to buff up anybody? No. You, you have your crossbow out to to uh, apprehend a teenage boy? Well, I don't know. Uh, we don't know it's a teenage boy. That's new information. Dougie thinks this is a two-fist solution. So he's going to uh, <laughs> go in. He's busting in. Can, can I do that? 
The door does not open. It is jammed and blocked. And as you start like trying to jiggle and open the door, you hear a very young boy whose voice is still cracking from puberty, who says, Don't come in! Don't come in! I, I, I'm looking for the master! I know he's here! Let us in! Let us in! No! No! That, that, that evil woman, I know she did something with my master! She's, I've heard all about her! She's, she's terrible, I tell you! You should arrest her! I'm not the one in trouble! He, she is! Oh, come on, uh, come on out, let's talk about this. We can, we'll settle it outside. Let's take care of this the right way. I, I want to try uh, to use intimidation to compel him to do an action, to compel him to come outside. And, and, like in a stern voice, announce my authority, authority, <laughs> and and command him. Okay. Like, we are the city guard. Come out in the name of come out in the name of the law, and I uh, use my voice of authority. Okay. Roll intimidation. Wow, interesting. It does not require line of sight. You just need to talk to them, like like a cop does. And I'm not very intimidating. A nine. You you start saying, in the name of... The... <laughs> and then you have like a coughing fit. And uh, it totally doesn't work. And you just, you, again, you hear uh, uh, a very young boy saying, what, what, what are you doing? Why are you trying to do something with me? I, I am not the one that's, uh, that, that should be arrested. You, you should arrest her. You should arrest her. I'll, I'll take a crack at this. Look, young man, we're here, we're just here to just get to the pro- get to the bottom of this problem. We're not deciding who's right or wrong. We just want to come in and talk to you and try to figure all this out. And I always try with uh, diplomacy. The carrot. Yeah, that would be a minus because this is a teenager we're talking to. Not if I, not if I roll a natural twenty, it isn't. Oh, no. <laughs> flex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Welly, well, well. You see a very young teenage boy sort of like poke his head like he like moves the curtain in front of the window and looks out and sees Basil, the Tengu. And he's like, are, are you really a Tengu? I am. My name is Basil Blackfeather. I'm a member of the agent, the Edgewatch, and I'm I'm like to see if we can help sort all this out. Huh. I always heard Tengu were honorable creatures. My master used to have amazing stories about your culture and how you always were uh, trusted people. Oh, that other one, that oh, that orc, though, he looks kind of weird. You're going to protect me from him, right? Look at that guy. He's got is those hooves feet I see. He, he's, he's, he's much gentler than he looks. Mm, a little bit of a <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll come out. Basil, is it? Okay, I'm, I'm coming out. Can I do something simultaneous to this? Yes. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to take the shop owner uh, aside to put some distance between those these two, and start taking her statement using my diplomacy. And I get like particulars, like like at about what time? What were you doing before that? Like I try to be very professional, and and the, and I don't need to role play this. Like it, like this is just happening while okay. while that's happening. Okay, that's fine. So this young boy who's maybe twelve comes out, and he's looking around, and he sort of he looks at Gomez, and he's like, ooh, he he seems really impressed by Gomez. He sees Dougie, 
he sees Lomang. He sort of like winces when he looks at Lomang because he's kind of afraid of him. Uh, but he, he likes you, Basil. He, he thinks you're really cool. And he starts like asking you questions about your feathers and, and about your heritage. And Can you fly? Are you able to fly? Right. He's very interested in, in you. He almost seems to have forgotten. Actually, I'm really interested too. Can you fly? Um, Not fly so much as glide. Oh, wow. That's very cool. Anyhow. He he's talking to you, Basil, and then all of a sudden, he just starts crying and crying and crying as he's a twelve-year-old boy, and he starts going on telling. He's like, "I was just looking for my master. I don't know what I'm gonna do. I haven't seen him. I was here because I." He's just like he's bawling, and he just hugs you, Basil. Like he's he's oh. just a total mess. But why, why did you think your master was here? What made, what, what made you think that? Oh, my my master. Oh, he, he would tell stories about this terrible, terrible woman, Marion Porthery. That's her. And he, like, points to her. He's like, so I, I was convinced when he didn't come back that she kidnapped him and killed him because he would tell me all these stories. About, oh, and he's just crying and crying. He's like, well, what's what's he look like? Uh, old, young? Is he a human? An elf? Uh, what's? Tell me a little bit about him. Oh, yeah. So he he goes on to explain that um, he feels that in his heart that the wizard, the evil wizard Marion, who's the shop owner, kidnapped him and killed him because they've had a long term feud that he would talk about all the time. And you also find out that he is a wizard and evoker, and that this young boy was actually his apprentice. And they just came to the city two weeks ago to go to the Radiant Festival, to hang out, learn some of the craft, talk to other wizards, and, you know, just take a, take in the sights, if you will. And... um they split up to run errands and his master Kamenels never returned to their appointed meeting spot and it's been almost two weeks since he's last seen Kamenels and Kamenels would tell stories about the villainy of his sworn rival Marianne Popri who is the evoker so he looked around finally found her found his shop broke in and was looking for signs that he was kidnapped by her um two things uh number one um I, is that enough information to use my pursue a lead ability how does pursue a lead work um you spend a minute examining the details of one potential clue examining designating the subject related to that clue as the target of your active investigation the subject is typically a single creature item or small location but the GM might allow a different scope. You don't need to know the identity, purpose, or nature of the subject, but you need to be aware of its existence. For instance, finding a footprint is enough to investigate the creature that left it, and seeing a hasty sketch of an item or location can be enough to start your investigation of that subject. Definitely. If you want, you could probably maybe go into the store with the young man and look around. I, 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 my, my suggestion my suggestion is we take both of these people and get them into the store and off the street so we have them contained just in case one of, one of them wants to make a break for it and uh, uh, do, do like do our do, to conduct the rest of our investigation inside. 
I would also argue she's allowed, if we're going to go into the store, she's allowed to be in there while we look around. I, not only is she allowed to be in there, I want her to be in there. What if he's, what if he's telling the truth? I don't want her running off. Part, part, yeah, part two of that was I'd like to do like a perception for sense motive just to see if I believe that he's telling the truth. Uh, you completely believe that he's telling the truth? 100%. I mean, his master is at least missing. Maybe this lady yeah. had something to do with it, maybe not. But Oh, yeah. Well, that'll, that'll tell you that he believes it, right? Not that yeah. it's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not assuming everything he says is true. But, I mean, it, it, certainly the general emotion seems to be real. Well, so why don't we do that? Why don't we go into the store? You're welcome to come yeah, in. Escort them both into the store, and we're doing two things. We're looking for anything that might verify the kid's story, but also uh, uh, doing an assessment of the damage that the kid or the kid's guardian might be liable for. You go into the store, you look around, and there is, you know, obviously it's a very cool magic store. And it looks like it's been ransacked. It looks like he's looking for a secret entrance or something and he goes on to explain that he was he didn't see anything and he thought there must be some secret entrance to a floor or a dungeon or something because the store is very small like the store is like 15 by 30 it's not exactly a large store it doesn't even really have a back area and you look around and you could tell that this is also kind of a temporary store that this thing is built just for the festival i mean it's strong enough That'll last three months, but, you know, it'll probably come down once the festival's over. So the chance of it having a basement, it doesn't even have a storeroom. Like, everything you see is what you get. It's a very small store. So you don't think, and by looking around, you don't see any secret anything. And as for the woman... And And we don't find a glove that belonged to his master. We don't find, like, a footprint that belonged... We don't find a drop of blood. We don't find, like, a ring. No. We don't find any any like we don't find any indication that the guys no. that were here or any no. had a clue that would verify a story. Yeah, and in fact, she listens to this and she says, "Well," and she she actually starts to feel kind of bad, and she she like kind of walks over to the boy and she's just like, ah, sort of puts out a large breath. It's like, well, I, I'm 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 sorry that your master's gone, but um. What was his name? Canamelis? Uh, I, I barely remember him when we were in Evoker school together, but uh, I, I mean, I don't know why he was said I'm his rival. I I never really knew him. I, I think he was just pulling your leg or was, was maybe he had a crush on me. I don't know, but I I don't know anything about this uh, this uh, this person you mentioned. And he, I, I barely remember him, but I, I, ne- I don't know anything about him. I'm sorry. And he just, the little boy's just crying. He, he's just. What's the, what's the skill? What is the sense motive skill in this game now? Everything's perception. Perception. All right. So who, who's got, who's got the perception to find out if, to, to see if she's being fishy? I'd like to try a perception check on that one. Um, I actually did for everyone. You, uh, right. everyone thinks that they're all telling the truth <laughs> between the fact that there's nothing here that you know what's in the festival that she has nothing to do with this and the boy just seemed to be in the wrong place the wrong time and doesn't know where his master is and now he's all by himself at the festival so where is uh, the boy staying with his master where, where where were they 
That probably doesn't make any sense because if Master no, Snow no, no, there... no, they were staying like kind of a, a hostel, sort of a rundown. Not exactly. In fact, now you think about it and you're seeing it. Like she's doing pretty well. She's got a store to herself. There's a lot of inventory here. It sounds like this guy was a little bit uh, down in his luck. He was staying in like a hostel, like <laughs> not exactly in like the best location. Um, kind of yeah. like the hotels I stay at when I go to the comic cons, right? Yes, uh, pretty much. All right, so uh let's see does this guy have any papers with him like uh business papers who's this guy he's a kid the guy not not the guy uh the guy that he's talking about his master i forget his master's his master's name kevin ellis yeah that that name no (laughs) no kevin ellis they just came and he was gonna look for a more suitable place for them to stay but all he, you know, he never found him. He was going to go do a couple of errands. Um, he was going to look for maybe like a nicer long-term area. They were just really staying in the hostel. So they got their feet wet. They learned their way around the festival, see if there was a place they wanted to stay. Then they might find a nicer place. Um, they were going to get some food. They were going to get some supplies, things like that. But other Can than that, we uh, get the address of the hostel? Maybe see sure. if there's any information on where he might have gone. That the kid yeah. Didn't see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to be doing some, some work with the kid. I think we're going to be taking the kid around the city looking for clues. But I want to ask the kid... So why did you do, why did you take it upon yourself? You know you should have gone to the, you should you know you should have gone to the watch immediately as soon as your master was missing. Why didn't you? He just starts crying. It's like I don't know. I don't know. I I I was scared you were gonna like lock me up or you thought that I did something. I don't know. I I I've never had. And, really... and you saw and you thought a better option was committing breaking and entering so to guarantee that you would get locked up. That's not good thinking, kid. Ah, he starts crying and he's like you dad you just made things really bad like he, oh, uh, he's just a child he's, you know, he's yeah. crying he's crying and with that but he needs to get scolded a little bit because i don't i don't think i don't think i don't think we're gonna bring him i mean i don't think we're gonna like we're, we're definitely not gonna be shaking him down for money and i don't think we're gonna be bringing him in so he he needs a little bit of a stern talking to i think all right well Mar- marion like looks at this and, and says okay okay listen this kid's been through a lot I'll I'll take him in. I'll take care of him for now. I'm not pressing charges. And with that, the lawbreaker badges basically say your work here is done. There's, I mean, you know, I mean, there's missing person, but otherwise, with no charges, there's nothing to collect. And there's yeah, because my my impression, like my my instinct would be that like the, we go with the kid and retrace his steps to try and find clues. I was thinking, I was thinking the kid could stay here and help clean up the mess that he made. As kind of a partial, re- yeah. Well, she's gonna recompense for trashing the store. But if he comes with us, he'll be able to remember more things as as we as we come across things, and and he'll be able to direct us to exactly where he saw him and places that he went. And we don't you think? Don't you think we we need him to? Like, like, don't you think? Don't you think like the crime now is a missing persons case, and we should follow that up? Oh, well, that's definitely the crime. But I mean, we should. I mean. We can always we can kind of tell them, look, you need to stay here so that if we find your master or if we have any other questions, we can we can come back and ask you. But I don't know if we necessarily need to drag him with us the entire time. I don't know. There's a couple of reasons why. One one reason is uh, he like he is the only person that knows his master. He is he has all the information. Now, whatever information that he's too shaken up or too young to be able to give us right now, we might be able to get out of him if he's with us. We can if he's not. Second. 
if he's telling the truth and and this woman actually did like if, if we just like missed it and which is entirely plausible like like he's telling the truth there was a rivalry between those two and she murdered him i'm not going to leave this kid in her power uh third we do have to get him some we do have to get him someplace that uh, uh like somebody's got to look after him we got to get it we got to get him some room or something so he should come with us at least to the station and uh and kind of like add all that up i think the kid comes with us i don't, I don't think we'd leave the kid in or just go on our way yeah, she probably doesn't want him in there does she want well, him she in offered there? she offered which, which frankly is suspicious <sighs> yeah that is actually suspicious that makes no sense at all i mean she called us to get him out of her shop that he's causing problems and she wants she had to change your heart uh it's a, like like metagame it might be possible that this kid was just freaking out and kind of the encounter is over but and and by following up the way we would naturally follow up we're going off script and like and if that's the case we just we just should shut it down what do you want to do come up with the decision follow up on the, i want to follow up on the missing person's case take the kid with us and make it like like if we get what other clues we can out of him and then get put a meal in him and, and get him someplace safe that's what i want to do that's that's a bit outside your jurisdiction as you are you need to complete your beat so you can bring him back to the station and follow up on that later. But for now, you need to continue uh, the beat, which is the, the yeah. I'm inclined to uh, be assigned to anyone. I'm inclined to walk away from this. Yeah, I mean, you can do that, but that's not your case. Um, All right. Well, then can we like bring him to the station and immediately yeah. get back on our case? Well, you can go back to your yeah. You can go back to the beat. That's that's what you're. All right. Well, well, that would make the most sense then. Like the thing that makes the thing that makes the lead thing I don't want to do is uh oh okay it's resolved by woman who might have murdered somebody and kid who's still missing her hundred you stay here in the store and we leave like that i don't want to do i like like take the kid to take the kid to the to our superiors and like you know take him in for processing at the station and then we get back on our beat that'll do okay so you can definitely you know she goes on to explain how she's not going to press charges the kid is like crying like and doesn't want to go anywhere near Gomez and nowhere near Lomang and uh, just is hanging on back. Hey, what did I do? <laughs> you're, you're, I didn't say anything. You're freaky looking with your eight charisma. Hey, and you know what? Don't uh, judge. How dare you judge? <laughs> I'm not judging. Oh, yeah. It's judging. I know. These kids today. You know what? Gomez, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> he's a kid. He's scared and he's been by himself for two weeks. Um, she says she's not going to press charges. The mess is minimal. She'll clean it up, and and she feels bad. And she gives the kid some food because um, it looks like he hasn't eaten a good meal in a while. So and uh, yeah, so you. Can, All right. Well, we'll be around this way. You know, we'll, we'll check on them later. You know. Well, you can bring him in. Yeah, we're taking. I don't want to bring him in. I, I nominally agree we should take the kid to the station just in case she's lying. That's yep. that's probably prudent. Okay, but he but, but yeah, we should take him somewhere where he's supervised, so we can find him if we if we follow up on the on his master at some future point. We should take or, or like or like pass him off to the pro- to appropriate investigation agency, like this the, some other guy that, that that's somebody else's adventure that we give him to. Yes, pretty much. I mean, as you know, unlike being adventurers where you can just do whatever you want, you you work for the you know you work for the watch, so. Just because something pops up doesn't mean you can just We're go not off. the detective unit. <laughs> yeah, you're not. Like, the... But that's the thing. Like, like, if we find a lost child, if proper procedure is take that lost child, bring him to the station, and then okay, so that's what we're beat, gonna do. That is what we do. Let's yes. do that. Let's get so there. So you, you you take him to the station. 
while you're going to the station, you're walking with the kid because you got like, you know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes to kill. He, you go on and he's talking about the things he's learning and you find out he's really interested in magic and he's really interested in trying to, you know, do some magic. And he actually shows you that he can do a couple of cool things. Like he, he shows you he knows light and he shows you some mage hand and shows you just a little prestidigitation. He's like, he actually tells you that he's, you know, he's an apprentice wizard and he's, he's, he's getting up there. He already learned some uh, first level spells as well. All right. I'll employ diplomacy and uh, try to uh, repair the reputation of the watch and uh, brighten his spirits by bonding with him over the magic and doing prestidigitation also employing my diplomacy. Oh, all right. Let's see. You want to roll? You can roll it. Let's see this, this, this two you're going to get. I know, I'm going to roll a natural one and just, like, scare him more. Between the 14 diplomacy and you showing some spells, he actually quickly forgets the stern talking to you had for him, and he's very interested in talking to you about all things magic, and especially since you're a sorcerer, because he's a wizard, and he wants to, like, learn all about the differences between sorcery and wizardry. And he shows you, like, a spell book, and he shows you this one's magic missile... This one's light. This one's mage hand. He has telekinetic projectile. Like he's going on and on and showing you. And he's telling you like, oh, when I'm going to learn fireball. And then I'm going to learn this. And he's just going on and like telling you all these cool spells he can't wait to learn. So cool. And Basil's not cool anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, Basil's cool, but not as cool. Because Gomez can actually like. I did my one electric arc spell. Oh, well, <laughs> well, you show him that, then he, he goes right back to you. Anyone, he, and then he wants to know if Lomang and Dougie can do magic, too. Uh, no, my, my magic is all in, internal. No. no. I, I, I focus my key internally. Okay. The magic of thought. So you, you go back to the station. I say, Dougie, you know, this, I think he's a witch. I think witchcraft is illegal in this city, so there is that. <laughs> That's what I say to Dougie. Is that true? No, I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> he's using magic. It's witchcraft. Yeah. Dougie, even if you're kidding, Dougie will correct you. He will read you the code of um, behavior in the city. And, so magic use is allowed and you're not yes. con- you're not condemned as a witch. That is Okay, good to know. I, I'm not so good with the book learning. I try to sell the kid on a career in the watch. Set him on the proper path. We're always <laughs> hiring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you, you bring him over. They're actually a little surprised. And the sergeant, uh, he sees you and he's like, Red Squad, why are you back so early? You're not supposed to be here. Finish your rounds. So we're just dropping, we're just dropping this kid off. Apparently he's been, uh, lost for two weeks. His, uh, guardian has been missing person case. His guardian's been missing for two weeks. He needs somebody to look after him. Somebody to follow up on that. Fine babysitting unit take care of him everyone looks around you go get the kid take a statement and and red squad finish your rounds and then come back and you can write this up sir yes sir and we leave or i leave yep okay back to the beat i guess wait when's our lunch hour (laughs) uh you should have had some pickles i know i don't i don't trust anything cooked by a goblin that's that ain't happening so okay so you drop him off and you know that this should be fine that the kid's statement will be taken he'll be taken care of and uh i don't know 
it's a little bit outside this adventure what happens to uh, kids that lose their masters in a big city, but hopefully something good, I imagine. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I could, de- out of character, I'm not sure I could deal with all these like loose ends if we're going to keep leaving all these like loose ends in our wake. That is a, that is actually really cool because there's some other like there's some other adventure where uh, they're a little bit higher level and the intro to that adventure is a patrol brought this kid in off the street who's been wandering around for two weeks and that's the introduction like like we did we, like we just created the introduction to somebody else's adventure yeah the level four through seven adventure is you're the detective squad that handles all the cases that the agents bring that the guard brings. exactly exactly yeah you're the level one guards who go and find the higher level quests for the uh, level four adventurers we do the paperwork it's like Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes always comes in after the patrolman is there that found the body. Exactly. So you go back. You go back on your beat, walking around, checking yep. things out, and uh, feeling good. Feeling like, well, the kid, uh, kid seemed to be okay by the end. And hopefully, hopefully they'll investigate and find out a little bit more about uh, his missing master. Who knows? So... One thing that's pretty cool is after a while, you're walking through the fair and you see one of the coolest, most impressive exhibits. It's the Walking Castle by Kellish. It's a huge castle that literally walks. And it's like you see it off in the distance and it's just kind of just like like walking. It's just a walking castle. And everyone's kind of looking at it. A crowd of uh, fairgoers are standing there watching it, and they're just in awe. And even even you are in awe. And uh, just beyond a line of guard ropes, you see the castle complete with battlements, dome tower, marching around in a wide elliptical stone track. You see dozens of thick mechanical legs supporting its bulk, and nobles in fine dresses and coats wave from atop the walls like it's a parade float. And everyone is just in awe, taking pictures, if they could. And uh, suddenly you hear a commotion erupts from the crowd. A a woman races out, holding a dagger and a belt pouch. And uh, behind her, a red-faced man points and yells, Stop! Stop! Thief! Thief! What do you do? We, we pursued a thief. We yeah, pursued the accused per- thief. Pursue the, the thief. Okay, you pursue the thief. Dun, 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 dun. A chase begins. So you see a woman who is running through the crowd. What do you do? You try to pursue her? Which one? Which which one is it? Yes. Um, I will show you what she looks like. So first, you must get yourself through the crowd as people are all in awe and gawking at this walking castle. So it's really quite dense, and you're trying to fight your way through the crowd. Each of you can give me an acrobatics or an athletics check to weave and push your way through the crowd. Or if you want to try something else like intimidation to try to tell them to move out of the way. But each of you do your own check as you're trying to push your way through the crowd to get to this person running away. You said athletics works? Athletics or acrobatics is the easiest thing. I want to be the world's smallest Fezzik. I want to be the world's smallest Fezzik and and yell, get out of the way. Okay. With my my Um, intimidate. Okay, well, uh, Dougie rolls a 15, and although he's large and rotund, he is a pseudo-monk, and he just weaves through that crowd and disappears. You you don't even see him. He He gets so far away. Who's next? 
Get out of the way in the name of the law. Lomang, 20 athletics. Lomang's right behind Dougie. Oh, he's probably in front of me if he's, he's rolling actually 20. in front of him. <laughs> Lomang, I, move, I move very fast. I know. Gomez rolls a 21 for intimidation. And they all move out of their way as he's like, get that out of the way. Get that out of the way. And they're just like moving. And, and because you're so small, they don't need to move a lot. So you, you quickly uh, make a path. Make a hole coming through. And uh, Basil, uh, 15, also uh, uses his bird-like abilities and flies a little bit over the crowd. Just a little bit. Not a lot. Just a little bit. Dougie says... I'm intrigued by that. <laughs> let the man go through. Step aside. So, once again, you, you continue to... to you, you, you're you getting closer and closer, but suddenly, there's a fruit cart in the way! What do you do? There's a fruit cart! Get that fruit cart out of the way! It's blocking the whole street! I jump over the fruit cart. Yeah, that's <laughs> Athletics easy check to vault over the fruit cart! Alright. Actually, I think I've got some things to, for this. Somewhat, maybe. Dougie! Yeah. Dougie! How are you doing this? I don't have any items, and uh, <laughs> I'm just—I'm just an unencumbered—I'm uh, an, I'm an unencumbered human, and I'm just. Yes, but you're a large, over. rotund human. Uh, yeah, but nominally um, agile. It, yeah, I, I, I'm a lot more agile and stronger than I should be. You—you you jump right over that cart, and not even a single piece of fruit falls on the ground. Can I use legal lore against the cart? <laughs> <laughs> you can do anything you want. Those DCs will be much higher, though. The DC, the vault over, is actually quite low. Gomez, on the other I, hand... I, 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 I try to scurry under the cart, and I don't. <laughs> you try to scurry under the cart? In fact, here, here, in fact, the cart is... Look, there's the cart. That's funny. I use an action to enter the crane stance, and then I make the jump. You can't enter crane stance... Unless you're in rounds, that is a thing that we have talked about a trillion times in the other podcast. You cannot enter crane stance. It is I a... choose to believe it's actually the cabbage cart from Avatar. Oh, really? You can't you can't no. use an action to do it. Nope, not unless you are interesting. Yeah, it's actually it's there's actually feats that allow you to do that if you want. But this is uh, all right. Well, very I long story short, because I've had this discussion with Rob Tremarco and the other podcast a hundred times and uh the way it's designed is that you can only enter a stance when initiative has rolled you cannot do it any other time seems very not right but that okay. is i know we've had this discussion but uh there's reasons because you can get multiple stances it basically requires a huge amount of concentration and requires you to become more aware. So you can only do it for very short periods of time. And this this could be taking multiple rounds, multiple minutes. Right. We're, we're not we're not in six we're not in six second increments. We're not in yeah, six second yeah, increments. Yeah. I understand. I mean like this 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 thing we're doing now is is not in rounds. So it does not Right, 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 right. Like if it's I like, if I take the time five, to go into crane stance, I'm I'm behind I'm behind everyone. Exactly, exactly. I mean there's yeah, and there are and there are actually feats that allow you to do it without an action. There's yes. like a lot of these feats that allow you to do things. So that's there's reasons. It's part of the game mechanics. Um, so you said acrobatics or, or uh, athletics? I uh, you can do either one. And uh, so Gomez tries to go under the cart, but bangs his head on one of the crates and is now behind. Uh, Bl Blackfeather again flies over the cart. It's like his long jumps and high jumps are really impressive. For vestigial wings, those are actually working out pretty well. Yeah, you're just like, woo! He's just like flying up. You know, Dougie like jumps through it. Uh, Basil flies over it. Lomang decides to do one of his cool monk abilities and just sort of flips through it. Nice. 
and Gomez just knocks into the card and it's like seeing stars. It's I like, figured Lobang like, would just pick the card up and move it. <laughs> right, that's a good idea. And last but not least, you uh, you're continuing to um, follow this this thief. Stop in the name of the law. She she's almost she's almost away from you, but you're you're about to catch up, and then all of a sudden she ducks into an alleyway on the side, and you have to go through twisting alleyways. Uh, give me either perception check or society if you remember your way around this area of the beat, because you're back in an area that you were before, so maybe you can remember. Oh wait, this is near where we fought the skeletons. I might remember how. Yeah, I know these streets like the back of my hand. Um, perception at the back of my my wing. Wow. Basil just takes to the air and sees and sees her the woman and jumps right in front of her and stops her. Lomang gives me a 18 perception. Oh, Dougie. Dougie. Dougie, Dougie. No, Gomez is uh you're back. Natural 20. You're, you're still behind. Did I roll a 20 again? <laughs> yeah, I'm just getting lost. I took a wrong turn. You take a wrong turn, Albuquerque. You're in a different district of the city. Yeah. People are saying, please don't run here, sir. Okay, so Basil is in front of this person. Lomang is right behind. Dougie, no one knows how this happened. When you entered the alleyway, Dougie was behind everyone. When you exited the alleyway, Dougie was in front of everyone. <laughs> he was in front <laughs> of the guy he's chasing. You're like, what the heck just happened? That's crazy. And, and Lomag is just like, he, he, Lomag doesn't know what the hell is going on. It's like, are you an alternate dimension? Who is this Dougie guy? And why is he the best monk you've ever seen in your life? I know. I Where is his he's master? access to portal technology. And with that... Roll for combat! You all catch up except for Gomez, who is approximately 5, 10, 15, 20. Eh. Yeah, I'm behind. You're like around the behind. You're, you're enough that that, that's very cool. Around. I like that a lot. Yes. Yeah, you're about a round or two before you can even catch up to them. You know where they went. Uh, Lomang and Basil and Dougie are surrounding her and decides you're trying to block her, and she looks at you all. And whips out. Oh, <laughs> she whips out a hatchet. Boom! <laughs> and uh, she decides to take a swing at. Um, well, Basil's right there, so she swings at you, Basil. A nineteen. I presume that hits you. That's going to be a hit yeah. for six points of non-lethal damage or lethal. Six points of lethal damage. Wow. But you still can only do non-lethal damage because um, you're not trying to kill her. You're just trying to take her in. So that's her first action. Uh, her second action after she hits Basil is she runs uh, kind of away. She's trying to get away from you. It was more like a distraction to have him start bleeding. Moves over there, trying to like escape from you all. And then throws the hatchet at Dougie. Ooh, does a 22 hit you, Dougie? Wow. That misses me. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you take, it's actually a 20, actually, it's because it's only 10 feet and you're more than 10 feet away. It's actually a 20. Still hits you. You get, uh, you get nicked by the hatchet for six points of damage. 
And, um, yeah. Uh, oh. You guys just got hit pretty nastily. Lomang, you're up. <laughs> All right. Now I can enter Crane Stance. Yes, that's one action. Right, one action. I could try it, right? I could try and jump over her and land in the square next to her on the other side. Yeah. You could definitely roll through whatever you want. If you want to try to block her, you can. Well, I want to try and jump over her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just get on the other side of her. That would be and land there. very good. Oh, oh, we got some flanking to do. Uh, you can. You can try anything you want. I mean, there's some weird things. Okay, so the DC is reduced by five. I mean, I, I, I should get myself more familiar with these rules. But the um, and I high jump and the long jump DC is okay, so I can leap five feet more horizontally and two feet more vertically. So, so I would guess I have to clear her height. Yeah, um, actually, the good news is in the other podcast, uh, the swashbuckler jumps all over the place, so I actually know these rules pretty well. It's basically you stride, and then you it's a two-action. You're trying to do, like, a long jump because you're trying to jump up and over her. Correct. So you stride, and then you make a horizontal leap and attempt an athletics check to increase the length of your jump. And I can make it – it's a little up, too. So you're trying to jump over her. So you can just um, – yeah, you just give me an uh, athletics check, and I will tell you what the DC is. Yeah, the DC gets reduced by five in any case. Because of your stance? crane stance. Okay. So you make your stride, and then you jump, and that will be two actions. So. Okay, hold on. Roll roll. Give me your roll of athletics to try to jump in front of her. This is where I fall on my ass. <laughs> 17, but it's minus five, right? The DC is reduced by five, yes. Okay. Um, well, let's see. You managed to leap, but you can't quite clear her. So you end up right there. Like, you jump, but you sort of, like, bump into her or, like, the wall. Um, but you still land on your feet. So okay. it's a failure... Because um, you kind of had to run a lot. You actually were about, let's say, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. That was like a 40-foot run and jump, so it was kind of a tricky angle. But it's not so bad that you failed spectacularly and you land on your butt. So you jump and you don't quite get over her, um, but you're okay. All right, so I have a third action, though, right? Nope, that's two actions. Long jump is two actions. So but I, oh, that's right, okay. It's two actions. And Gomez, you're way in the back, so you can try to catch up. So I spend this whole turn catching up. So put me wherever wherever I end up. Think you, you like emerge from the uh, the alleyway and you're like, oh man, what's going on? There's a hatchet sticking out of the Dougie and Basil's bleeding. Dougie, you're up. Nothing fancy. He uh, takes one action to move up to her, another action to punch her, and he goes into kapow stance. Oh my God! Is that an 18? Is that hit? No, you miss. Oh. Wow. <laughs> What's that? How is it? But I attacked. I yeah. hit when I attack. I don't yeah. understand. It's it's surprising. I'm surprised. There there must be some special magic involved. She she dodges out of the way. Oh, second one is not good either. All right, so that was a waste. Basil is up. Basil is bleeding. Feathers on the floor. What are you gonna do? I'm going to move a little closer, and I'm going to cast Electric Arc. Oh, no. Is this like the side of a building that we're against? Or I'll there... say you are. I'll say you're kind of like, yeah. Okay, good. The building. So that way she can't, like, you can't really get around. Oh, you uh, you cast electric arc. You know you can hit two people. Do you want to hit Dougie or Lomang? Uh, no. Tempting, no. but no. No. Oh, okay. 
Oh my god, she fails the reflex. So she tries to get out of the way. And instead, she takes three points of electrical damage. Hey, damage is damage. So she, uh, yeah, she takes the hit. Ouch. And now she is up again. So when you uh, take a little bit better look at her, you can see that, sure enough, she seems to have a very jingly pouch. Now that she's been running around so much, that it's uh, you can tell that she has quite a bit of coin with her. <laughs> and that you can tell that she is definitely nefarious just by, you know. I think the I think Stabby with an axe gave it away, actually. Really? Is that what gave it away? Yeah. Um, so she uh, decides to run away! Okay, back to the chase. Lomang, she's running away. You can give me a acrobatics or athletics check to try to catch up to her and stop her from running. All right, let's do athletics. Okay. You get 26. Ah, we're talking. You catch nice. up to her and stop her. You won't be next round. You'll get to uh, uh, attack her. Okay. Gomez, you, um, wow, you, you're just really behind. You also can do athletics. <laughs> like, 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 oh my God, I just got here. I got to go run again. It's a lot of running in this job. Oh, I, I, it's sad. I, I'm out of breath. I'm like, uh, uh, go on without me. <laughs> you're you're just like you are just enough, enough calisthenics. You're done. You're done. Don't my, take li care. my little tiny legs. They're just too short. Low bag. Low bag's gonna need to start carrying you in a saddle. I think. I if she stop, do I still have to do athletics? Or uh, yeah, just to see how far you can get up to her. Yeah, you do. Actually, you know what? Yeah, you do. Oh, Dougie, Dougie, his 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 uh, error of being the most agile and fastest one has come to a crashing end. Yeah. Dougie... Uh, I'm going to use my half lane luck. And... What? Oh, no, you're a half lane. Do you no, have that? I'm not a half lane. You're not a half lane. You're a human. You. Let's <laughs> try. You 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 trip and fall on your own two feet. And you realize that maybe Lomang, while he jumped, like tied your shoelaces together because he was sick and tired of you, uh, up, uh, you know, upstaging me, upstaging him, right? That's all right. Basil, you catch up. Hooray! Okay, she's up, and she looks at you all, and she is gonna take out another hatchet. That's one action. Ching! And then she's gonna attack Lomang, who's blocking her. So my AC is one more. Correct. Ooh, she rolls a 15. Miss. Misses you. And then she's like, get out of my way. You will never catch me. Stop in the name of the city watch. Ooh, oh, she dear. hits again. She hits you with a 22, Lomang. Eight points of damage. Damn. All right. So she's beating you guys up. Um, I don't know. She looks like she's barely scratched. You're up. I know. Is it worth it, or do you let her go? Because she might. Oh, no, no, I don't, don't let her go. Are you kidding me? Okay, then you're up. All right, here comes the crane wing attack. Okay, crane wing attack. Uh, with fury of blows. Oh, fury of blows. Two attacks. Two attacks. All right, so here we go. Fury of blows is the best thing in the game. It's two attacks for one action. Oh, look at that! A twenty-one for ten points of damage. Nice. You hit. Attack number two. Barely. Really? Barely? That's not yeah, good. Yeah. Um, minus four for the second attack. Don't forget. 
A five? Uh, you were um. Not you were, it. Not yeah, you, you were you were doing the old admiring your own shot. You were so impressed with the hit that your second one completely missed. You it's it's, it's difficult to hit every time. I can attack more though, right? Yes, that was only one action. And all right, three actions. Jeez. All right, yes. so you could do another regular attack. You can't do that one again. Yeah, but that's at minus eight also, right? Everything. Yeah, so I'll do a regular attack and let's fish. Okay, crit fish. Thirteen. Miss. Try again. Okay, one more. Oh, you do a flanking, but you still miss. Seven. Plus two. Plus two. Because of flanking. You hit. Nice. Woohoo! With a negative eight attack. That's pretty sweet. You hit her. Uh, she um, she she surrenders. She surrenders. Nice. <laughs> After getting hit so badly, like her teeth are coming out, and she gives up. She's like, "Are oh, you max damage for that both times?" Huh? Yeah, yeah. You did. Wow, you did wow. twenty points of damage. Uh, she took it though, and she's still. She uh, yeah, she she's taking a lot of damage. She was pretty tough. All right, we'll put, put we'll put on the the cuffs, right? Dougie uh, catches up, and then like a full minute later, you see Gomez like wheezing, and he's like, <gasps> it's like holding his finger up, like like trying to catch his. I, I, I need to do more cardio. <laughs> we'll get to you in the gym tomorrow. Yeah, I do. I got I gotta go to the gym. Uh, this one's pretty easy. Uh, she's caught red-handed, <laughs> and she has. A pouch filled with red with like, our blood. <laughs> yeah, with like twenty-two gold pieces worth of coins, and on top of that, there's an axe sticking out of Dougie. This is as cut and dry as it gets. You can bring her in. <laughs> oh, I've got an axe now. You got an axe to grind. Um, I would like to do a medicine check to heal wounds. Uh, yeah, but that is a ten-minute thing. Oh. We need to do that. Uh, well, you could do it. Yeah, why don't you do that while we bring her in? Well, you could, we could like we have to cover and then we have to take some statements and stuff. So I can do that while you're doing that because we got to give the property to the guy, give it back to him and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Basically, you spend ten minutes and you can treat your wounds, and then you can't do it for another hour. So while everyone else is, you know, she's getting arrested, and you find the original man whose uh, purse was stolen, you return it back to him, I presume, and he, he thanks you and. The, Everyone's impressed uh, by the acrobatics and fast maneuverability you were doing. All of you, even even Gomez, because only a few people actually saw him crash into the uh, the cart. Uh, Lomang, you successfully treat your wounds after ten minutes. So give me two d eight, and you heal that many. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> it's really easy, except for uh, people who fail it constantly. Right, I barely made it. I suppose at some point I should probably treat wounds as well. You, you can do it while they're uh, taking statements. Gomez can take the statements and take care of all the busy work as, uh, you know, the three of you are bleeding. I do. <laughs> while the, the three of you are bleeding and, and uh, taking... Oh, there you go. Uh, you heal eight. So if Basil wants... Wait, to... I rolled D6. Is it D6s or D8? D8s. Yeah, all right, that's the wrong. Yeah. Oh, Basil, 21. You easily succeed as well. You can also roll 2d8. Well, it's 7 for me, which is seven good enough. And Loman gets 10. And then Dougie, you try to heal yourself. Ah. And fail. You uh, 
you're too busy worrying about the integrity of your uniform and trying to get the blood out that you you're not doing a good job at healing your wounds right because that's the most important thing okay well the good news is the watch is done it's late in the afternoon and you can return back to the station so let's bring you there you get all the statements we're racking up the arrests we had a fairly productive first day we'll probably still get yelled at though because that's what that's, oh, what, yeah. that's what that's what you're, that's what, you're what do you mean dropping off do? a kid in the station in the middle of the day don't you know that's always on at four o'clock <laughs> okay so you bring in largo rel who is the notorious bandit and as you bring in the pickpocket you find out that there has been someone pickpocketing tourists throughout your area the sergeant believes that you managed to find the very pickpocket good job good show thank you is that the woman with the hatchets yeah yes that's a not a subtle pit pickpocket right there that's usually <laughs> I mean, damn <laughs> yes, yes they they look at and take the gold in and they're going to return what they can to people who reported it although takes rail and arrests her and they'll will take care of the rest you don't have to worry about her she is going to jail dink there she goes and they look at it and sure enough you managed to get 27 gold pieces worth of fine and materials and equipment that she confiscates as well as compensation for the damage that she took in the arrest so that's 27 total for the group 20 27 each no total oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dang it no it's still a lot yeah it is so it's uh it's it's in the afternoon let's see Lomang is healed razzle's here gomez is healed Dougie's not healed so while you're filling out the paperwork and putting in some other paperwork for the kid olo gets taken aside and uh someone's whispers something to him and then he quickly comes over to you and uncharacteristically animated. He looks at you all and says, Red Squad, I, I need you uh, to go back to your, your quadrant. We just we just got word that there's some commotion, something that's going on over there. That uh, the if you saw that zoo over there, well, some of the creatures have managed to escape and are terrorizing not just the zoo's visitors, but all the surrounding businesses. Um, quickly no time to lose get over there try try not to kill any of the animals just subdue them and just do what you can assess the situation gather all the escaped animals and first i'd say start with the ones that are outside the zoo terrorizing the local businesses okay go go hurry 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 yeah we gotta save these animals we go oh my god i load my crossbow Oh God! With the blood arrows, right? <laughs> this is a job for old shooty, shooty. Do you, have, do you have your tranquilizer arrows? Yeah, he's got the tranquilizer arrows. Clever girl. <laughs> I have the cabrillium arrows. Seth, do you remember those? I do remember those. <laughs> okay, you run with the fastest of haste, <laughs> running over to the zoo. And sure enough, you, you you actually saw this zoo when you were walking around, but you couldn't really see in because there's a 10-foot-high gate 
blocking entrance. And in front of the entrance way is obviously a ticket taker where you can go in and then buy your way in. And then you could see the various exhibits. Um, so you quickly go through the marketplace and in front of you, you see tents, wagons, and carpets displaying goods for sale that define the small marketplace just outside the zoo's fence. Uh, you see panicked merchants shouting from behind wagon doors and tightly closed tent flaps. And in front of you on one of the carpets, you see a life-size statue of a merchant wrapping its arms around a variety of fine vases as if trying to protect them from something. Also, you see several small rugs and pillows have been piled haphazardly in the market's center around which stalks a strange creature. It looks like a bat-winged chicken that's screeching and yelling, making sounds. Wait a minute. Cockatrice. Ha! Yes, but you probably don't know that. You might know that. What do you do? What kind of check is it to know what that is? That is... I hope it's nature. It is nature! Oh, oh winner! Chicken dinner! I do have... I just got that. <laughs> I do it. You don't. Let's oh, see. Yeah, do Roll your nature check. You, Lomang, say to everyone, that's no chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cockatrice. And that thing, well, the good news is... If you get turned to stone, you usually can become flesh again in a couple of days or so. Although once in a while it is permanent. But other than that, yeah, you might want to be careful about this thing. And that's what the merchant is. To, you see a stone statue is. Ah, I got it. Uh-huh. And with that, the chicken looks at you and goes, brah, brah, and charges you. Oh no. Roll for combat. Dougie, get in there. Show what you got. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Agents of Edgewatch. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com.